All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you for being with us. Here's our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, well, I guess now it's, I guess, all bets are off. And any sense of civility among Democrats uh, is just, you know, it's always been a farce, but here we go. Uh, literally now, they're calling Donald Trump 13 times over the weekend. Tonight, straight from the source. It's language that echoes that of Hitler and Mussolini. But tonight, Donald Trump's campaign is defending how he called his political opponents vermin. This isn't the first time Trump has been caught echoing the rhetoric of Nazis and white supremacists. An ignorant person, when warned that Hitler used to call right, Jews stop. vermin, would stop. Would stop. Yeah. Trump's and, turning up the volume. No. And now we're going, we're just going full on Hitler, uh, yeah. talking about, uh, talking about vermin. I mean, that is your media mob. That's what their head's at. I actually think their their psychotic hatred of Donald Trump and their derangement syndrome is such that they probably a lot of them believe it. That's how nuts they all are. Um, it is heartwarming to see finally um, over 200,000 people, according to reports in the Times of Israel. Uh, and we'll talk to David Schoen. He's on the ground in Washington today for us. Uh, at this uh, March for Israel that's ongoing even now. Uh, you know, we've seen the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas rallies, you know, from the river to the sea, Antifada, uh, you know, Australia, you know, gas the Jews, F the Jews, Europe, college campuses. You know, it's invigorating. It's, you know, and all the crap that's said at college campuses. So it is worth noting that at today's March for Israel, uh, I didn't see any flags being burned. I didn't see any buildings being invaded. No roads were being blocked by protesters. Nobody's calling for a country's annihilation. Uh, no Palestinians are being hunted down uh, in the streets of D.C. today. I think that pretty much tells you who the good guys are. Uh, my interview with Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu coming up as well. Um, we got a lot of disturbing, I mean, really disturbing stories on this front today. So I, I begin my search, and I start reading all the various online publications, including even the New York Times, even the New York Post, which I like a lot, the Washington Free Beacon I like a lot. And these are four separate stories that came out today. In the New York Post, the headline is, Iran agents smeared foes, according to a report. And they talk about this allegedly linked Iranian influencer, Anyway, so it goes on to say an Iranian-born Pentagon aide who was revealed this year as being part of a years-long Tehran-backed influence operation also sought to undermine the leading group that is resisting the government of the Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, uh, according to a new report delivered by pre to President Biden. Now, this individual has retained her security clearance and position as chief of staff to the Pentagon's assistant secretary of defense for special operations and low intensity conflict. Uh, despite a semaphore report in September detailing her ties to senior Iranian foreign ministry officials. Anyway, it goes on to say that this person and the members of the Iran experts initiative were also engaged in a covert operation to smear the nation's leading opposition group, the Muja el uh, Kalak, uh, according to a recent report endorsed by the former Vice President, National Security Advisor Lincoln uh, Bloomfield, who was written for the uh, written by a University of Baltimore professor, 
by seeking to neutralize favorable impressions of, you know, the MEK, Tehran sought to take down an entire uh, an, an entity capable of aiding Western attempts to curtail the Iranian regime's nuclear weapons program, malign regional goes on agenda the malign the regional agenda, human rights abuses, fundamental inclinations, etc. I'm like, why is this person in our government? Now, if you think that's bad, the New York Times not exactly the best history with Israel, but anyway, even they came out with an interesting article. And apparently hundreds of Biden administration members have now come out against Joe Biden's decision to offer support for Israel in their war for survival against the terrorist group Hamas. New York Times now reporting that during an October 23rd White House meeting to discuss the growing internal opposition to Israel's response to the October 7th massacre, some Biden staffers, quote, cried as they demanded the administration call for a ceasefire and curb weapons shipments to the Israeli government. Let me read from the New York Times. More than 400 political appointees and staff members representing 40 government agencies sent a letter to President Biden uh, today protesting his support for Israel in their war in Gaza. The letter, which is part of a growing internal dissent over the administration's support, of the war calls for the president to seek an immediate ceasefire in the Gaza Strip and to push Israel Israel to allow humanitarian aid into the territory. The latest of several protest letters from officials throughout the Biden administration, including three internal memos to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, signed by dozens of State Department employees, as well as an open letter signed by more than a thousand employees of the U.S. Agency for International Development. I mean, if we have people, this number of people in our government that don't, that can't figure out, that, that, that don't have the moral clarity to figure out who the victim is here, we've got a problem. Some of the people signing this helped Biden get elected in 2020. The letters of protest come after a contentious meeting. This one, October the 23rd at the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, seven. 70 Muslim Arab political appointees gathered with senior Biden administration officials, including his chief of staff uh, and and Kamala Harris's husband. The meeting started with a general question. How many of the appointees have faced pressure from family or friends to resign over the Biden administration's support of Israel? Dozens of hands apparently shot up, according to one attendee, and another was briefed about the meeting. And then senior administration officials opened the floor to take questions and comments, and some attendees cried, demanding the administration call for a ceasefire. They just killed 1,400 Israelis and took a couple of hundred hostage. This was an unwanted, unprovoked attack against Israel, which, by the way, all these rockets fired out of Gaza and out of Lebanon and by Hamas and Hezbollah, that's all it's ever been. Now it gets worse. I go to the Washington Free Beacon. The Biden administration is funding apparently some mosques that call for the annihilation of Israel. From the Free Beacon, let me read to you. A federal program to help nonprofit groups protect against terrorist attacks has given millions of dollars to mosques and Islamic groups 
that have praised terrorists and called for the destruction of Israel, according to a Washington Free Beacon review. The report goes on to say the Department of Homeland Security, for example, awarded a California-based mosque $100,000 on March the 9th under a nonprofit security grant program. And the imam at that mosque earlier this year called Jews a bigoted and arrogant breed of people and prayed they will, quote, be annihilated. Why is your tax dollars going to this, this guy, this imam, this mosque, in a war over the Holy Land? Then there's the Islamic Center in Detroit, the article goes on. They received 150 grand October 12, 2022. Uh, their head imam said at a pro-Palestinian rally days after Hamas's invasion of Israel that Muslims have a, quote, fire in our hearts that will burn that state until its demise. During the sermon in March, he referred to, quote, the sick, disgusting Zionist regime and prayed, may Allah eradicate them from existence. Also grants to outfits, they report, Islamic Center in San Diego. The Free Beacon goes on. This is a mosque known best as the home to the two 9-11 hijackers. And days after the October 7th attack by Hamas, the imam there defended the unprovoked attack on Israel as an act of self-defense. When people are occupied, they're not occupied. Let me start, start, stop right there. Uh, Then it goes on. The resistance is, is justified. We cannot accuse somebody who is fighting for his life to be a terrorist. Nobody was fighting for their life on October 7th. Nobody. He had a bunch of kids at a concert near the border with Gaza, in Israel, in their own country, and they just were mowed down and slaughtered, and many of them raped and many beheaded. So Joe Biden's giving your tax dollars to a mosque that inspired two of the 9-11 hijackers? Does it get any any more twisted and sick than that? You want to know why Joe Biden is is now, like, putting all this pressure on Israel not to fight their war? for their own survival, because he's got all these lunatics, not only in the country, in the left wing of this country, but he's got them working in different varying agencies within the federal government. Let me go back to another Washington Free Beacon story. You can't make this up. Joe Biden is now considering relaxing sanctions against Iran. Again. You know, he's already done it once, tried to do it the second time. And this time, by the way, we're talking about the number one state sponsor of terror. Why is Joe Biden so hell-bent on bankrolling a country that is, that is trying to wipe a, an innocent country off the face of the earth? From the Free Beacon, the Biden administration may approve a sanctions waiver today that will allow Iran to access at least $10 billion in previously frozen funds held in Iraq according to a closely watched decision that comes just a month after the, after the Tehran-backed terror group Hamas you know, killed 1,400 Israelis. The waiver would extend the multi-billion dollar sanctions release, first issued in July, that expires tomorrow. It allows Iraq to transfer frozen electricity payments into Iranian-owned bank accounts in Europe and Oman. The waiver renewal is driving concerns that the Biden administration is maintaining financial avenues for Tehran as the country's terrorist proxies 
are fomenting terror all across the Middle East. The Biden administration is still insisting that, like the $6 billion in, in Qatar that is being held in a bank that was transferred from South Korea, that they said they had a secret deal that nobody's ever seen to prevent them from getting the money. The Iranian mullahs are saying, no, we're going to get our hands on that money, and Joe knows it, and we're going to spend it any way we want, and not necessarily for humanitarian anything. But anyway, Iran can only use the $10 billion for what? Non-sanctioned purposes? Do you actually trust the mullahs in Iran? I mean, these four stories all came out today from the New York Post, two from the Washington Free Beacon, and even one from the New York Times. You want to talk about having a moral compass that is just twisted and just wrong on every front? Because that's what this is. The only thing I'm taking heart with today is you have hundreds of thousands of people, you know, protesting in a march for Israel in Washington, D.C., which frankly is needed. I'm, I'm getting a little sick and tired of hearing the from the river to the sea and calls for Antifada and calls for, you know, the death and destruction of Israel that has been going on, not just in, on college campuses in New York City in cities all across the country, you know, in the in the halls of Congress in all of Europe, in Australia. I'm sick of all of it. Never thought this hatred existed. Never thought I'd hear this in my lifetime. You know, occasionally something does come along that changes the game drastically for the better. I'll give you an example, a jet engine. What about a microwave oven? What about your cell phone? Well, our friends at Rhino Metals, they are America's leading gun safe manufacturer. They just launched an amazing new gun safe design that falls into this category. It's called Safe X. I own two of them. It means you can get anti-pry protection and security of safes that cost thousands and thousands more. You get it for a fraction of the cost. And right now, for only $749, bucks, you will get Rhino's most popular, full-size, fire-rated Safe X gun safe, the one I have, curbside delivered right to your home. And you can see when you go to rhinosafe.com, R-H-I-N-O, like the animal, rhinosafe, one word, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com. You can see their side-by-side break-in testing videos. And in these pride tests, you know, you're going to be amazed how much better rhino safes are. And I've owned plenty of gun safes in my life. And I can say without a doubt, Rhino Metals, their safes are better in every way. And they have the best warranty and the best support. Go to their website, Rhino, spelled like the animal, rhinosafe.com, R-H-I-N-O-S-A-F-E.com. 